When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey hon, it's me, Danielle. I'm a licensed clinical mental health counselor, and I'm here to talk about all the ways multi-level marketing and mental health do not mix. It is important to know that this podcast is not meant to diagnose or for treatment. This podcast is based off of personal experiences and opinions, and is meant to educate and entertain. Now sit back and start healing with me on this episode of From Huns to Humans. Hi everyone, welcome back to From Hunts to Humans. I am so excited today. We are doing two Amway episodes in a row and I'm here for it because Amway is so culty and <laughs> I feel like fall is like the season to talk about culty things. Um, so right. we also... It's so exciting whenever we have another Danielle on the podcast, because then I get to refer to us as Danielle Squared, which is my favorite. Um, So hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, I'm so excited. Like from what you've told me about your story so far, it just sounds so interesting. And just like, there are so many layers to it. So I'm really excited to just like hear the whole thing because I've gotten like little like splurts of it. It's a lot. Yeah. It's going to be a lot. So, how did Amway find you and which like branch of Amway were you in? So, I got associated with Amway in uh, mid to end of 2018. So, that's where we're going to start. And I'm affiliated with BWW. It's called Brit Worldwide. A lot of people don't talk about it. So, I'm happy to be on here shedding some light. But yeah, so uh, we started in the beginning. So in end of 2018, I was going for my associates in mechanical engineering. And I was also working as a machinist and working as a gym, at a gym. So it was a lot. Um, And, you know, when you are working at a front desk in a gym, you know, a lot of people come up to you, try to have conversations with you, um, try try to um you know all all of those things basically and I had somebody come up to me it was a nice woman she's she was a regular there you know it was it was fine you know she had been nice to me several times a week and she started talking to me about how she's a part of this group and they're they're successful in business and you know they sell these kind of products and and you know all of those things and you know, like you seem like a ambitious young woman or whatever. Um, and you know, can I have your number and we can like talk more. And back then I was the type of person that felt awkward and I'd be like, okay, well, I'll just give this person my number and then I'll block them and everything will be fine. going to totally avoid the confrontation. So I gave this person my number and I was like, oh yeah, like, you know, let me know, whatever. Thinking that everything would be fine. 
And probably a couple days later, the person called me. And also during that time, we text, we don't call. When you're a when you're a millennial, you're like no no no, or Gen Z or or whatever I yeah. whatever I'm supposed to be. I'm 97, so you're like right yes. on the cusp. Yeah, so I'm like, oh my god, this number that I don't have the person's contact information is calling me. I'm not gonna pick up. And then it was like right. two and three and four, all on the same day. And I'm like, okay, well I am just gonna block this number and not say anything. Everything was fine, okay. And then probably like a couple of weeks later she was like oh like you know I tried tried to contact you but you know uh did you get a new number because <laughs> like, it said that your number was not available like blah 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 and I was like oh yeah you know like like I excuse me like I had a new number and um yeah I just said that like something had happened with my phone you know somebody was was like overly calling me too much and I wasn't sure what it was and I and I got a new number and she didn't ask me for my new number which was which was a little interesting so that's so interesting a really weird experience and when you're at the front desk at a gym you have to interact with the person that's in right yeah that's what I was just gonna say regardless of if they're hitting on you if they're you know making you feel any sort of uncomfortable which this person was you're just supposed to be and it was just me working that day so I couldn't leave the front desk I couldn't you know say oh I gotta go yeah so it was just like okay where you like smile really awkwardly and you're like "Mm -hmm. yeah okay yeah (laughs) and like that's that's the beginning they definitely um corner people that like have jobs like that that are sitting definitely ducks literally you're trapped there you can't move because like this is your job and they're also preying on the fact that like they're banking on the fact that you're working some sort of like low-wage job part-time job whatever that you are unhappy there you want to make more money you want to have more community you want to feel more supported you want all of those things that they offer and seem like you're struggling quote unquote right because her and I did have like a conversation I probably should have said that earlier that um you know about our job they ask you all the questions which I now know is part of you contacting but I didn't know that back then so she was going through like almost word for word all the steps that you learned later which we're gonna we're gonna get into we'll see how far into that depending on how you know how much time you want to spend on it but yeah so that happened so probably like a couple of months later um I talked to another gentleman, um, you know, same thing. Somebody comes up and they asked, you know, is anybody, uh, is there, are there any jobs open? You know, I have a son who's, who's, you know, going into college and he's a regular here. And I think he would be a good fit. Like he's just looking for a part-time job before he goes back to school. So he told me who the person was and I was like, oh, I know them. Like they're that person that can lift like so much. I'm, I was a regular also in the gym. That's how I got hired there. They were like, you live here. So like, do you want to like work on the weekends and help people? And I was like, sure. Um, yeah. So I helped this person get hired and this, per- we're just going to call him a, so, okay. so a took a lot of interest in me. And, and during this time, I didn't have a lot of friends. I spent well, I guess we can get into that too. I spent a lot of time with my mom before she passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had passed away like several years before, but it was one of those things that you didn't really, uh, you didn't really mourn the loss. You kind of just like trudged on. Yeah. So I didn't have a lot of friends during like the end of high school, early college. 
Um, so for somebody to take an interest in me, it was like, oh, cool. I have a new friend. Like, let me just like talk to them all the time and, and spend all this time with them. So we worked the same shifts. Um, we worked out at the same time. We ended up going to the same school. So it was a lot. So I spent a lot of time with this person and, um, at one, what was it like, like later we worked like the night, like not night shift, but late day. So he had said that he had to leave early for X thing. And um, he said that he had to go change before he left. And I was like, oh, like, yeah, whatever, fine. And he comes out in a full suit, like like a full suit, like tie and, and everything. I'm like, dude, where are you going? He was like, oh, like, I'm going to meet with, you know, my group and my fellow entrepreneurs and like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I didn't know you had a business. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, like, I'll, you know, we'll talk about it later, like at a different time. And then he, he went off in his like fully dressed suit. And I was like, okay, that's weird. Um, I'm so interested like do you think that he purposely Mm -hmm. was like brushing it off at that point because like part of of me okay so that was part part of it it. because like that creates more like curiosity around it but also at the same time I was like oh like I had two conflicting thoughts I was like oh did he do that on purpose or was he like embarrassed because you guys became friends? Oh no, no. not embarrassed, not embarrassed. Okay. He come out like, look how good I look. Oh. <laughs> I like, oh, okay. And I was like, damn, you look good, dude. Like, look, where are you going? Like, where are you going looking like that? Are you going to a wedding or something? Oop, and then we got Awu, sorry. <laughs> I don't know if you could hear it. Um, And yeah, and he was like, oh, like, we'll talk about it at a different time, blah, blah, blah. Then it goes like a couple more weeks and he hasn't said anything about it. So me being, again, I'm going to swear, being a pain in the ass. I'm like, so, so what was, what was going on there? And he talked about how he was part of a group of entrepreneurs who are, you know, looking to make extra income out of their, out of work and like all this stuff. I was like, oh, like, are you selling something? Like what, like, what is, what is this basically? And he's like, oh, like we sell like a bunch of different stuff. Like you're very um, like health oriented, which I was very into the diet culture during that time. Um, so I was like, oh yeah, like, you know, whatever. Um, and he said, oh, like I'll bring in some stuff for you to look at. And like, you can, maybe you can buy some stuff and try. And I was like, okay. So he gave me like a list of things that I could look through. Nothing nothing about Amway, nothing about Amway at all, just about products and that he sells stuff. And um, we're just going to be all over the place because we both have ADHD. But during that time, I was trying to start some kind of like Etsy or kind of business um, doing like knitting scarves and hats because that was my passion during that time. So I was like, oh, like he's, he's got his own business too. Like, cool. Like maybe he can like help me figure that kind of stuff out. So he bought the products with him. He brought like, um, like a fiber, a probiotic and then a digestive enzyme, which is stuff that I was really looking for and into during that time. And I tried the products and I really liked them. It was one of those products that worked, which I feel like doesn't, as we know, doesn't always happen with MLM products, but that was very convincing for me. So, you know, all that I had been taking them, I I needed to reorder and I I reordered with him and he said like, oh, like we're doing this, um, what did they call it? Like a fair almost where you can like see all of the other products and stuff. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, like that would be cool. And like, what else is with this business thing? Like, what are you doing? Like, I like this stuff. And I was like, oh, like I'm a, I'm a gym person. Like maybe I could sell this stuff to people I know. And he, uh, 
did this whole like backtrack about like, oh, I don't know. Like I'll have to consult with my mentors. Here we go <laughs> with my mentors and get back to you. Um, oh, what did he say? It's very specific Amway thing. Um, one of those, like, if you, are you open? Would you be open to set up a meeting if I could get them to find interest in you? Yeah. And I, so I did the, okay. I did the, okay. Yeah. I would be very interested in seeing what you do basically. It it's so interesting that I feel like Amway is one of the few like MLMs where they really like try to act like they don't take anyone, everyone. We're going to talk like, about that. There's a whole process. There's a yeah. whole seven step specific process oh, that they wait. take you through to build rapport or they called it like attraction or something. Um, yeah. Where you have to prove that you're worthy of mentorship. It's not about like slapping spaghetti against the wall like other MLMs and they just try to sign you up. No, you have to prove yourself. You have to write a one page reason why you would be good for this team. Like it's a whole thing. Yeah. So we're, we're entering that. That's so interesting. So, Honestly, yes. like I kind of, it's like, a lot. It, it's almost. And not all teams do this, I should say. Not all teams do this. This specific practice was adopted probably either 2017 or early 2018 um, before they had a five-step process. So they use the same process, I believe, as Worldwide Dream Builders Mm -hmm. or or, uh, Worldwide Group. I think it's Worldwide Dream Builders because it's... um, I don't know if I'm supposed to say their names, but there's two specific diamonds yeah. in uh, Worldwide Dream Builders that like created this process. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then everybody else started adopting it because it worked. Right. It worked better than the spaghetti slapping method. Right. Yeah, so we just left yeah. what's called a DTM or drop the message. So he dropped the message to me and I took the bait. <laughs> okay. So I'm waiting to make this appointment. And of course we're going to make you go, hold on. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Oh my God. No. Okay. Tell your story and we'll get so it. Like, okay. Time. So him and I are really close at this point. And I feel like he's like, I don't have anybody else. So I feel like he's like my best friend. So I'm like, okay, like, this is great. Like, you know, maybe him and I will be able to do business together and we'll be able to like spend a lot of time together and and be great friends and have a great relationship and all this stuff. And, you know, I can't wait to meet these people. Who are these people? They seem like they, they know what they're doing. They make money out of work. And, you know, everybody that's in college wants to have an extra stream of income. It's one of those things. I feel like at least, so I have this appointment. He sets up an appointment at a coffee shop. That's usually very, um, Amway, you know, you set it up at a coffee shop so you can talk to them. So we set it up at a Starbucks and him and I had been like hanging out a little bit before. And then I went home and changed into something nice. He said, make sure, you know, you dress to impress, you know, these people, they're very, um, you know, know, they're very successful in their career and in their, you know, in their business and their side business. Um, and yeah, so I get there and I walk through the doors And it's this lady that wouldn't leave me alone at the gym. And I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? So I sit down. Um, It turns out it's his mom and his mom is his upline. His parents are his upline. Oh. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And I'm like, (laughs) what is happening right now? So I hadn't met the dad, okay? I had only, now I had only met, well, 
I had thought that I had only met the dad, but I had, I mean, the mom, sorry, but I had actually met both. We'll get into that. So we go through this process. She asked me all these very specific questions. This is what you would call a, what is it? There's DTM and then FT1. No, that's follow through. Um, this we're just gonna call it the second step. Hopefully, it'll come to me as we go along. I've tried to repress much of this. Um, this is like your first appointment. It's your step one of seven that you go through. So this is your first your first meeting with them. She goes over. She asks questions like, you know, have you ever heard of network marketing? Which is a big thing because I feel like a lot of um other MLMs don't even identify that. And I had no idea what MLM was. I had no idea what multi-level marketing was. I just thought it was like, you know, you market to your network, like, you know, nothing that was a big deal. Um, They asked me questions about like, uh, what's the difference between making money at work between that? Um, What do I want to do with my life? What are my goals? All that kind of stuff. Um, Have I ever had a, a business outside of work? All that stuff. And apparently I had said all the right things. And they, she asked me, um, how do I feel about reading a book? And me back then, I'm like, you read who reads like, you know, I have dyslexia along with ADHD. I'm like, like, how long is this, how long is this book? Because like, I'm supposed to be looking impressive and like, I'm going to have to like read slowly. (laughs) Like, um, and she handed me this book. It's business of the 21st century for all the other Amway people out there. Ding, 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 red flag. (laughs) That is the book, you know, that is the Robert Kiyosaki, you know, book where they promote network marketing. It's like the thing to do. Like being an MLM is the thing to do. So she hands me this book and she says, how long do you think it'll take you to read this? And I'm like, I don't know, like probably a couple of weeks. I had a lot of other stuff going on. I was moving out at this time. Um, my boyfriend and I were, were moving somewhere else and, um, I was like, Oh, like, you know, I have this stuff going on. I have my finals. Like it's probably taking more than a week. She's like, how about three days? Do you think you could, if you're, if you're motivated enough to have a business of your own, do you think you could read it in three days? And I'm like, okay. Um, when you're all nervous because you're thinking that like this person's important and you want to impress them and you're like, sure. Yeah. I think I, I, I think I could do that. I think I could read it in three days. So it did take me a week to read it, <laughs> but I, I did make my second appointment with them. That was your what? T2. That was your two of, of four. Yes. Yeah, so this is your second meeting. So this is your second step in the process. Uh, now it's a, and his, both of his parents, Um, The other gentleman that talked to me was his dad. So I was like, okay. So in hindsight, I'm feeling like I'm being very groomed during this whole, you're muted, during this whole process. (laughs) Like, I feel like all of this is grooming, okay? The fact that she talked to me and it didn't work, that um, the dad tried to be super nice to me to get the son hired, to get A hired. And then he got hired and then he's, you know, had all of this attention to me. It was like, you know, messaging me all the time, wanting to hang out, wanting to work at the same shifts together. Like, it's not that he wasn't a good person at the time, but it was just like, I don't know, very, very overwhelming. And now it's like, uh, and here's this business that I want you to do with me. 
And I was extremely sucked in. So I was impressive during the, whatever happened in the second meeting, they talk more about what's going to happen at BP one. This is your third step in the process. So this is your board plan. They call it board plan one. So I had to dress super fancy and go to a hotel conference room. I didn't have to pay because I was a, uh, what's it called a candidate we'll just call it a candidate they have a specific name for everything uh but it, it was a candidate and I got to sit in the front row and it was a what they they call board plan or showing the plan which is a one-hour presentation of why you should do Amway basically and they don't tell you it's Amway until the last 20 minutes of course yeah, of course. It's all about like, um, you know, we're developing trust and transparency. You know, we want you to feel comfortable and know everything about everything that we do. And, you know, what's like the, the over level stuff, um, you know, why we have this kind of business. And there is no denying that you have to sponsor people, which I feel like is, is big. It's very like you need to um, buy products for yourself. This is just originally, you need to buy products for yourself. You need to sell to some people and you need to sponsor people, which we, we now know is recruiting. You never say recruiting in Amway, recruiting where it doesn't exist, opportunity where it doesn't exist. Um, they're very particular about how they say things. Like it's almost like methodical or, or whatever you want to call it. But yeah. So they do this whole meeting and they talk about how, um, you're shopping for products that you already use. So Amway is like the BJ's of MLM. Right. So you have your vitamins, you have your makeup, you have your um, clean, clean, you know, <laughs> I'm doing parentheses. The so people can't see me clean, um, cleaning products that are like consolidated. Um, you got your protein bars, your energy drinks, your uh, shampoo and conditioner. You're, we're going to get into that too. Um, you got your, um, what else you guys said, toothpaste, mouthwash, everything you have everything. It would be easy to transfer everything over. Okay. Like, okay. So is there anything <laughs> that you can't buy? Like I've never actually looked paper at towels. <laughs> you can't buy paper towels. Yeah. No paper towels, no clothing. Well, okay. I shouldn't say that mm-hmm. you, you can, there's a whole other like rewards program where you can get like, uh, percentages of stuff at like target or old navy or that kind of stuff you have to like go through i guess what now you would call your back office what people call your back office we never called it that we called it our dashboard um you could like go through your back office into another web link and go on best buy and get like amount of pv and bv back into your business so to speak so you could go to office supplies or whatever one that they had you could buy your pet food through Target, through there, like everything. And you would get percentages of points back into your business. Yeah, so big, big thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, stuff that you couldn't buy. I'm on the Amway site for the very first time ever looking it's, at the products. It's a lot. There's a lot more products now. Like they developed gummies. They started doing essential oils to try. Mm-hmm. My thing is, and we're just going to go on a whole tangent about like the theory behind their products. Um, they have a water filtration system to compete with Kangen. They have a makeup thing to compete with like Mary Kay. Um, they have a um, like shampoo and conditioner and styling line maybe to compete with Monet. Um, 
it seems like all of their products are trying to compete with the other MLM competition. Yeah. So like gummies and uh, collagen shots and um, yeah, and, and essential oil stuff and perfumes, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Oh my God. What they okay. don't have is like, um, like sex toys. <laughs> That's where they draw the line, I guess, because they're very. Oh, but um, they do have a nice Christian-y. set. Yes. They do have a nice set. And yep, and a kitchenware set that's like a grand plus. It's very expensive. All this stuff is very expensive. Um, in regards to that line, they did drop their prices at a at a certain point and then went back up and then dropped again. But yeah, um, so you go through this whole presentation and then at the end of the plan, just trying to get back to where we, where yeah, we yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. Um, at the end of the plan, they talk about they talk about uh how sponsoring others works and I I guess I really want to spend a little bit of time on this because the presentation that I saw when I was sponsored uh end of 2018 beginning of 2019 is not what people are viewing now which is uh, I don't know we're going to talk about it I guess I want to talk about it because uh I feel like they were getting caught for a lot of things so one thing that was on this was uh income claims how much a ruby makes how much a diamond makes how much an emerald makes per year on average and there are little disclaimers in the bottom that's like this is not the average income it's for zero point whatever one percent like they did have stuff to cover themselves but you know you see the money and you're like oh god i can make that much money per year doing this i can make you know half a mil per year doing doing this you know building building a team and selling energy drinks you know like that's pretty cool um yeah so they they go to the part of the plan and they talk about you know your uh transitioning your stuff over so stuff that you buy every month it's all about moving stuff that you buy every month like vitamins and uh, laundry detergent and you know all that stuff you're switching all of your stuff over to Amway stuff basically um, and then what you're doing is you're teaching others to do the same that's what that's what they teach you so you'll sponsor them and then you'll teach them how to make money off of the stuff that they already buy that's the big thing it's all like right. you're your own convenience store or whatever okay i i need to go back to their products because okay it's like i can't i can't i can't i can't so they have a whole system it looks like stuff for like farmers like Mm -hmm. like that's how they started they started with that stuff they started with three thousand dollars they started with stuff for farmers and they started with oh what is it called um, a very specific cleaning product, and that's where they began. That was before uh, they bought out Neutralite, uh, the OG pyramid scheme, yes. which I didn't know that. You know, when we were taught that, we were taught that Neutralite was one of the first companies to find phytonutrients, mm. and that they were a big thing because, you know, their vitamins were good. If like, we have time, we'll talk about the vitamins too, because I have some theories. We're going to go this right is, down the theory train. Yeah. With, with like, that. This is just so hodgepodge. It's everything. Stuff. It's everything. And it just, I don't understand Same. how you can claim that all of these products are the best products. If there are so many, like it can't products. all be the best. It can't all be the best. <laughs> Which I learned the hard way. 
All right. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) It's fine. Um, yeah. So just a little bit about that. So they, they teach you about that and they teach you about this originally, they teach you about the six, four, two method. So you sponsor six. So you go six Mm -hmm. wide. Those people go four wide and those people under that go two wide. Does that not look like a triangle? They don't, they, I wish I could, wish I could draw you a picture. Maybe we'll talk about it after this. Uh, it's like a circle with other circles that go this way. You know, it's not a pyramid. It's, a, I don't know, it's a cloud or something. It's really, yeah. it's like, it's different. But yeah, so they teach you that and they teach you how to reach the top of the uh, compensation plan, the first set. So we didn't talk about this before, but they're, um, their point system is PV versus BV. So, um, right, yeah. So one point, one, one PV point volume is equal to $3. Ridiculous. Um, when you, we're just going to go all over the place today. Yeah. Uh, when you start, you are, in my opinion, manipulated into buying 150 PV. That's $300 a month. Okay, that's if you're a single. If you're a couple, multiply that by two. Of course. Naturally. So like six hundred to nine hundred dollars. Wait, okay. I need to go back to the six four two thing. I'm so sorry, everyone, for my ADHD. It's brain. fine. They do change it later, but they think that that is the most successful way to build a downline. So you're profitable. saying so you would build. You're so the top. you're, you're recruited. Yeah, yeah. You're recruited, yep. you recruit six people, and then you're telling those six people to each recruit four people? Correct. Why wouldn't you tell those people to recruit, to recruit six, people? six people? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Or is it like yeah. maybe you teach them to build six people, but you expect them to build four people? Probably. Um, Just reminds me of, and for the people who are listening to this that are from BWW, it reminds me of the, what is it? six six eight six six it's a very specific talk but yeah there's, there's a whole thing that is like brit school like, stuff that doesn't so, it just doesn't make sense because you're supposed to be teaching like in i guess in the other mlms you're supposed to be teaching people to duplicate what you make yeah, yeah. so like that wide. you need to go wide first before you go deep that's what they tell you okay wait so okay so for that that you just yep. drew me um and, and maybe we should like take a picture of this and like put it. In I'll the, draw a better picture for the notes. And um, I can put they it change in this the later. Instagram. This is what they originally teach you. Wait, okay? okay. So my question is: is every is every person doing four in that six or just one? Yes, everybody. Okay, so that's just what it looks like for one lineage line. Yeah. If I drew it all, it would just look like a bunch of circles. Okay, <laughs> all yeah. the way over. Um, yeah. So they teach you that there's a whole other stuff that they teach you once you're in as, as usual. Right. Um, yeah. So they teach you this thing. And then, you know, during this process, we're still in BP one. Um, after the meeting, they asked me what I thought. And, you know, I was all googly eyed. Cause I was like money, you know, <laughs> money and helping other people. You know, my thing right. was I wanted to help other people. I feel like most people that end up in MLMs just want to help people and they get sucked into the thought of money along the way. Right. Um, but yeah, so they, they ask you what you think you say, you know, whatever, and they give you some audios to listen to. So for people who are in Amway, but aren't in BWW, the systems are a little bit different. So for BWW, they have their own everything. Uh, 
they're like a pyramid scheme within a pyramid scheme in my opinion yeah. um so bww has their own um they used to have their own audios tapes and cds uh and then they also have their own app which you can pay monthly could talk about that when I launched. Um, you can you can pay monthly to get all of these specific audios plus you know however many extra new ones quote unquote a month. But yeah, so they gave me some audios to listen to, and it was basically like why we're not a Ponzi scheme, um, and then a couple of success stories, rags to riches stories, you know that identified with somebody like me, like an engineer, athletic person an engineer um but uh yeah so i listened to that that went well they set up another appointment with me this is your follow-through one so now we're at step four um they talk about what you listened to they talk about what you thought during the plan and if you have any questions about anything um and you start to go over numbers about like how much you you need to do to make money basically yeah okay Flag. so I am okay. Have you listened to uh, what is Stephen Hassan's book? Uh, Ponzinomics? No, 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 that's not Stephen Hassan. Oh, um, <laughs> that's immediately what popped up. I was like, no, yes, we're on it though. Yeah, you're, you're on the right track. Um, oh my god, okay, I'm gonna pull it up because the combating cult mind control. Um, I he think I have it in my audible, but I haven't, started yeah, it. Go ahead. yeah, I started it, I haven't finished it yet either. It's just uh, it's very heavy and this is me modeling for everyone taking care of yourself because when you work a heavy job and not necessarily like mentally heavy like I do or like you just have heavy things going on in your life you have to take care of yourself and when you do too many things that are heavy then it's heavy like it's, yes. you can't only carry so much so I had to take a break but anyways this like really is sounding like his story about how he got recruited into the Moonies like I oh, just yes I have heard his story on either different podcasts or yeah. um yeah, I, I've, I have heard about it. It's very interesting to me. I would, um, like, I wish that I could, like, set both of your stories in, like, timeline yeah. fashion and, like, be like, look at here they're doing this and they're doing this and they're doing this because, this like, your story in particular so far has, like, really resonated with There's me a- on like, <laughs> his story, right? Um, and you're bringing up other stuff that I definitely missed um, before the presentation started, uh, when they're like showing the plan so like during yeah. bp1 you get to meet people that are in the in the group oh. so like you're in a conference room with probably like 50 to 75 people um you know and you think that they're all here for the plan but a lot of them are already sponsored it's supposed to make it look like this is a big deal i know that now i didn't know that before um so i met people that were like rubies emeralds in the business like really successful mm-hmm. um and if you want we can talk about like what that stuff means because i know in every mlm it's totally different and when i right. listen to other people's podcasts i'm like where are we here right in the pyramid you know, or a line of affiliation or whatever. Um, but yeah, you meet all these people. And my big thing, you know, I was looking for a community definitely during this time. Like I said, I, I had lost my mom and, you know, I didn't really have like a lot of friends and I was looking for somewhere where I could feel like I belonged, like, like most people feel like when they join an MLM, I feel like these people, the energy was high, you know, everybody is all happy and, you know, there's music playing and like people are like dancing and talking to each other. And, you know, you shake a lot of people's hands and they're very interested in whatever it is that you're saying and they're smiling and all that stuff. So I definitely left the presentation thinking like, wow, these people are really nice. I really feel like I belong somewhere. Right. 
it's a red flag. <laughs> and like, yeah. it's so scary that it's, that is now a red it's flag. Scary. Now like, it's scary. Okay, so like, it's, I, okay, I just joined a new like dance studio mm -hmm. uh, in my town. It's just like a mom and pop dance studio. And like everyone there was wicked friendly. And immediately I was just like, what's wrong with everyone? is this going to be yeah. a dance cult <laughs> now, yeah now you yeah it was cult ish remember yeah. cult ish yeah if you haven't if you guys haven't read that book yet it's very interesting oh, i've yeah. read listened to bits and pieces of it because i'm a, i'm an audible person because i have to i have to travel a lot for work and other stuff so well, i always have something yeah. in the car yeah. yeah well we learned that from our mlm you know your your car is your personal development area so oh. So that annoying. never that has never died with me i listened to you know your podcast um oh, life after great. mlm um uh downline um you know if i'm not listening to like you know certain anti-mlm like youtubers you know i'm always it's it's now replaced that it's now replaced all of the bww audios but anyway so you found it, you're replacing it with deprogramming yes i'm deprogramming like hardcore hyperfixation for 12 months yes of de deprogramming Same. um but yeah so <laughs> trying to get back to this so yeah they go over all the money or whatever uh then you have to go to a second presentation so that is your bp2 that is your fifth your five of seven things that you're supposed to do. And everybody goes through this process. The only way that you can get launched in BWW is if you pass everything in this process. So you can't just talk to somebody and, and uh, launch them. Like there's this whole process. So I went to a second BP. It's literally the same exact thing. The same exact, just a different speaker. Ooh, ooh, we need to go back. Um, gender roles. We're just gonna talk about gender roles for a sec. Uh, Love it. As most people know or have heard of, like Amway is a couples game. Mm -hmm. like so there's the the man in the woman and it's the man in the woman like there's no anything about your gender or or whatever or what you identify as in most stuff it's very christian-esque uh but in this group it's not like ltd like what is that leadership team development yeah. they were very christian we're like religious but not where we are we were <laughs> very religious um, but not uh, super Christian, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the presentation is done by the man. The man shows the presentation. Mm -hmm. The woman at the end of the presentation talks about, um, you know, how you are the supporting role of the man. You are the, you're the person that uh, talks to the customers and buys the products. And the man is the person that shows the plan and sponsors people. That's how but, it works. But what if you're a singlet? A single? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What if you're a single? Then you're supposed to do both. Unless you're groomed into trying to marry somebody else that's in the group, basically. And then you're uh. a couple. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. But yeah, so I go through this other thing. Fine. The follow through to is everything you need to know about how much things are going to cost per year. How, how many books, you know, because personal development and every anime, every anime, every... <laughs> <laughs> what my brain's really thinking of um every mlm is like that you know you need to read books uh you get your books at least in in my specific story you get them from your upline like you go to their house and you pick from their library so hmm. which was kind of cool and it was more tailored to like okay you've read this one so now read this one that's you actually kind of nice that way everyone's not buying the books yeah, there's also a book of the month that you could get specifically from BWW, but my specific team didn't yeah. do that. 
Um, yeah. So you, yeah. However many books you're going to read, however much, uh, meetings were going to cost, which was supposed to be every other week. It's $7. It's $7 you to attend the meeting. You had to pay. to pay. Yeah. You have to pay to be in the meeting. And there's a non-negotiation between being in the first part of the meeting and the second part of the meeting, which we'll talk about what happens after I launch. Cause there's like a training at, we can just talk about yeah. it for a second. So there's the, the presentation for the people who aren't sponsored or launched or recruited or whatever. And then there's, there's, yeah, what, there was the board plan. Sorry. And then there's the training after the train, the training quotes, <laughs> the manipulation in my opinion quotes. Um, yeah. So you had to pay. It was $7 every other week to do that. Okay. It's ridiculous. Um, so you're going over all of that. You're going over how on Fridays on the opposite, every other week, you will go to a, um, a product training. What do they call it? Friday. Wait, hold on. I need to know who gets that $7. Where does that um, $7 go? The $7 goes to supposedly whatever um, room you're taking up. So it's to pay for the conference room. It's to pay, quote unquote, for the conference room. What it really is, it's to pay the person that's speaking. I know that now. It's to pay the, pay the person that's showing the plan. And then the rest of the money goes to you however much per month, you know, they that's supposed to, to be. I don't really state. know. I don't, that's my opinion. I don't really know where the money's going. That's where I think the money's going. So they like would part, tell us that it's for the room. Okay. Yeah. So part, part of it probably is for the room. Yeah. But I would assume that the person that's showing the plan also probably gets something. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm jumping like way ahead here, but that's how okay. ADHD works. Which is, um, were you part of this once the pandemic hit? Yeah, we're going to talk about the difference between what it was like in person versus what, thank God for the pandemic. I don't want to trigger anybody or anything, but if it wasn't for this online change, uh, yeah, I would have never, I would have been stuck where where I was. Yeah. So my my question is, is, did you have to pay the $7 once it transferred to Zoom? No. Aha! Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> that was, was free. Yeah, it was free. We were all like, "Woo!" You know, I saved fourteen dollars a month. Woohoo! Okay, you know, so you're. It in... was always cash too. If that matters. Yeah, of course. So you're in step five. Yes, we're in follow. Th- uh, yeah. So we we finished BP two board plan two, and we're in follow through. So yeah, they go over all the things. Um, they show you a bunch of documents. I wish I had the documents now. Uh, I'll try to look through, you know, my computer and see if I can. <laughs> my computer is still has all of my MLM stuff and audios and stuff that I've recorded. So anybody that's listening to this that wants that information, I would be more than happy to send you my flooding of like 50 plus audios of conferences and that kind of stuff. Um, um, this is gonna be my plug for if anyone is thinking about starting an anti-MLM page that's specifically about Amway I have had so many people tell me they have so much information that they're willing to share but like a lot of the anti-MLM creators don't focus on Amway yes um so I'm holding on to it because I'm waiting to give it to somebody else like my phone has so many like memo audios um, I used to have, I think it's called Otter, where it converts the audios to text. Oh, like, wow. I have that stuff. I have a couple of um, recorded conferences, not our specific conference, but it was like a different. Um, so in, in BWW, there's, that's called Brit Worldwide. So yeah. Bill Britt and his wife 
what is it, Peggy, um, where the top, tippity top, and then it's broken right. down into another set of two. Mm-hmm. So I was in the gala line, which was, uh, well, I guess we're just going to go on so many tangents today. So there's like the, the Miller Nardoni line. This just happened recently too, where they had to break off because they were too big. They were, they got too big. Yeah. Um, and then there's the gala line, which is, I don't want to, I'm not sure if I should say these people's names because I don't know if they're technically public figures, but it's the two tops and then yeah. everybody is below them. I don't know where I was going with that, but, right. <laughs> but yeah, so it gets, it gets broken off like that. It's so confusing. It's so big and there's so much information on it. So like if anybody that's listening is like thinking about it, if you've been in Amway and you're thinking about it, like, I really encourage it because I think that. Lot. I think that people would be really interested in it, especially how it was then. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, It's different how it was then, which I want to talk about. Yeah. Especially like checked people, former Amway people are like really looking for this information and they're looking. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I feel like, I think that's why I feel like I get a lot of Amway people on the podcast. People don't talk about it. People don't talk about it. They don't talk about it. Yeah. I don't know if it's that there's that people that have are silenced. Or, or what maybe because they don't use protective language or or what but yeah so all this stuff happens i'm trying to <laughs> trying to keep us on you know i i jump through all the hypothetical hoops um and at the end before you launch you have to write a one-page reason about why you would be good for the team why why you would be good for the team and it's sent to your upline diamond so that is three up from a's parents okay so the way upline has to approve this person before you get launched whether if that really happens is i'm not really sure but they're made to you're made to believe that at least in at this point in time you're made to believe that um you really have to put yourself out there if you want to be on this team so you you had to fight it felt like you had to fight for it almost so excuse me um yeah so all this stuff happens i get launched great whatever um the following first training that i ever had to be in um i had to talk in front of 75 people and i have extreme stage fright like extreme like i cannot talk at least during this that's probably one good thing that's happened from this is i can talk at least a little bit better in front of people but I was scared shitless and they made it like I didn't have a choice that I am pushing you up to the front of the stage and you're going to talk in front of people like there was no like (laughs) that did a lot for my mental health because I I'm an introvert extrovert so I'm that type of person that I'm quiet until you get to know me and then I don't shut the hell up that's that's how I am and to have to talk in front of a bunch of people that I don't know freaked me out. I did okay. I was supposed to do uh, what you did in BWW, which is you say your name, you say who you're sponsored by, and then you say who your upline is. So I'd be like, hello, my name is Danielle. I'm sponsored by A. Uh, my uplines are A, B, A, C, and my upline diamonds are you know D, E, or whatever, right. those two people. So I did that. And then they asked like, you know, uh, why I want to be a part of this business and like what I think I'll bring to the team and like, blah, blah, blah. So I did that. That was fine. But it was really dramatic. 
like it was very <laughs> it was very bad um yeah so that was the complete process of how i got in i know that was very long-winded but it was a lot it was a lot of grooming it was a lot of now i know that um and yeah and i was in it for a very long time well what feels like a very long time so I launched in January of 2019 when I had just moved. I just packed all of my stuff and moved halfway across the state. Um, and I was in until uh, last year about this time. So I've been out for a year. Wow. Congratulations. I know it's a lot. <laughs> so um, points that I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, about the, I don't know how much you want to talk about conferences and what all went with that. Um, whatever, whatever you think is going to be helpful for you. Um, yeah. So I definitely want to talk more. We were talking about how we felt like you were kind of groomed into like, you think that they were trying to set you up to be with a, a yeah, I, I do believe that. So, um, during most of the time pre pandemic, there were trainings every week, um, like, you know, doing the, going to the board plan and then going to the training. And then every other Friday you would learn about products. You go to somebody's house and they do <laughs> what I would now believe are just health claims galore about why these products are perfect for X amount of people and who to market them to, um, how to talk to people about products, uh, how, how to talk about selling, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we, we would talk about, um, you need to be trained to do the process, what they called the process. That was that seven-step process that we talked about. So when you launch, you are not in control. Your upline is in control. So you find people that you think would be a good fit. They'd tell you what to message, nothing scripted. They would tell you what to message. You would message them. You would screenshot their answer and send it back to them. And they would tell you what to say in the beginning. And uh, you were not on your own for any of the steps of the process until they felt like you could get your training wheels off, basically. So during my entire time, I had training wheels on because I never sponsored enough people to be on my own. So you would have your, um, your, your first meeting with the person at the coffee shop and this other person would just be there. Like A's dad would be there to help you what to say. And it would be, it would be more like a transition that's like, you know, I'm, I'm new. Um, this person is my mentor. They're very successful and, um, they're going to talk to you more about it, about the ins and outs. And if you have any questions, you know, it, it would make more sense for this person to answer instead of me. And they're more going to run the meeting. So this is Amway's version of the three-way call. Yes. Aha. Yes. The in-person version, you want to talk awkward The in-person, yeah. uh, of the three-way call and they do do the three-way call you know, yeah. when we get to pandemic version. Of um, yeah. So if that was a lot. Um, yeah. So that's basically what happened during the Fridays, mm -hmm. um, which was kind of nice. Could you have a community and they would teach you how different products worked in my opinion, Fridays were to convince you to buy more products. Oh yeah. Because you need sure. them like CoQ10 or, you know, whatever, you know, D vitamins were perfect for whatever. And they help, you know, with depression and all this stuff and a bunch of health claims, basically. Okay. So but what I yeah. need to know is how many of the Amway reps were buying, uh, the like planting stuff 
None. Really? It was more, the big products were like Double X, which is their like perfect supplement that's got everything you need, even though also buy all of these other supplements. Uh, yeah, it was Double X or the Perfect Pack. And you can look that up later if you want. But the Perfect Pack is like, um, it's Double X, which is three sets of vitamins, like vitamins, minerals, and phytonutrients. I'm surprised my brain still can regurgitate this. Um, and then what else is in the Perfect Pack? It's like stuff for... Um, like an extra vitamin D boost, an extra, you know, this kind of boost, an extra thing of calcium, like all that stuff. It was supposed to be you only really needed to buy this perfect pack that was like $120 a month and that you wouldn't really need to buy anything else unless you needed it for specific stuff. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's how they, that's, that's how they get you. But yeah, so it was a lot of, um, it, it was a lot of, in my opinion, convincing you to buy more stuff. So it got to the point where, um, you know, during this time I was going to conf- I was going to conferences, I was going to meetings, I was going to all that stuff. And the amount of PV that I would buy a month would just go up. Um, and you weren't as most people in other MLMs say you weren't required to hold inventory, but it made sense to hold inventory. So during a majority of this time, I was spending $900 a month on products because either we were consuming them. Mm -hmm. So just because I was a single, we were hoping that my boyfriend would also be a part of it. So I was buying for a double plus products. I think my customers would want. So it was, it was nine, it was $900 a month for almost three years. Okay. So for almost three years. So that's not counting, uh, meetings, conferences, driving to conferences, roaming, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, we're not even going to the numbers of how much that is. That's like (laughs) how much rent should be. (laughs) Yeah. So it, so it was a lot. Um, there was a lot of uh, like faith manipulation during conferences. Um, as most other people said that did Amway stuff, there is like a church service on Sundays that you were almost like forced to go to, even if you're not religious. I'm not religious. I would be considered like an agnostic atheist or whatever. I was raised, you know, Christian, but I don't really necessarily believe in that stuff. And because you grew up as a Christian, you were required to go to the Christian services. Yeah, before the conference, you You were you didn't not go. That's oh, you did not go. You were you were you know shuttled there. Oh, of course, just you know. Um, and a small thing about rooming, uh, in my specific situation, um, the people that were my uplines did let me like share a room. By then, we were all like basically family, which we'll talk about later, um, Mm -hmm. maybe in closing. Um, but they let me room with them, you know, in my own cot or whatever, uh, for two out of the four conferences that were in person. So that was fine. But the third conference, um, I was roomed with people I didn't even know, but were in my cross line. You shared a bed with those people. I don't know if other, I think I've heard other people on your podcast talk about that, but that's weird. Yeah. Sharing a bathroom uh, with people you don't know. I'm like I said, I'm introvert, extrovert. So that was very weird for me, you know, not being with quote unquote my family, because I had honestly at that time considered my upline and a my family more than my actual family. So it was really weird to now be in a room with other people that I didn't know. 
it was it, it was a lot yeah. um yeah um what else do we got here on my notes um oh my first conference story yes let's hear it oh my god so I go to conference and there's like thousands of people like thousands of people in this giant conference room and they're you know how everybody talks about people in the fancy dresses and it's all like oh I've I don't know if it's like this for other um, Amway people, but the beginning of every conference is like a mini dance party. So like there's a DJ and the DJ is also sponsored in the business and he does his DJ thing and everybody like dances and has fun. Um, you know, you, you put your stuff at wherever your seats are and then the actual like thing starts. But yeah, so my first conference was like very, uh, I don't know, it was a lot. I cried a lot during my first conference because I was like, oh my God, these people, you know, their rags to riches story was so good. And, you know, I'm... I'm so emotionally overwhelmed. I was very emotionally overwhelmed during that time. It was, it, it was a lot. I feel like I'm just going to say it was a lot, <laughs> a lot during this podcast. Um, yeah. And the first night, you know, after everything had been done and we had gone back to our rooms, I couldn't sleep. That's how much energy sensory overload I had. It was like, you know, I was thinking about all these things and what I'm going to do when I get home and I'm really going to work this business and like all this stuff. And, you know, I'm going to retire before I'm 30 and, you know, everything's going to be great. And then I'm going to be able to travel and have my own team and, you know, do all this stuff. You know, energies were really high. So I left all conferences, you know, it was, you start up here, you know, at the tippity top at the beginning when you come home from conference and then those three months in between, it's just a downhill battle. Like you're just, you know, you feel like you can't make it. And then the same thing happens again. You go to conference and you spike all the way back up with all of this energy. And then the same thing it's, it's in my opinion, like the conferences are made to keep you in. Oh, absolutely. Keep you motivated. And, you know, it's hard right now, but you know, a lot of the things that people talked about was like, just don't quit. Like, like, don't be a quitter. Like you, you know, life is hard, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And And, like you spend so much time and the conferences are so like rah, rah fun. And so you end up like feeling like you can't quit. Like after you go to a conference like that, why would you quit? You know, like it's like, yeah, it's your family. It's your team. It's your everything. Like my, I literally felt like my, my A is parents and their team was my family more than my actual family. Wow. And yeah, to the point where I did cut members of my family off. Wow. Because not necessarily because my specific team said to, but because the people at conferences that spoke on a stage in front of thousands told you that if they didn't uh, support you, your significant other, your father, your stepmother, your sister, you cut them out. Yeah. And because it's only going to hold you back. Like that is something that I ran into a lot for myself too, was like my specific uplines didn't necessarily tell me to do any of the like Mm -hmm. really crappy things that I did, but like the uplines, 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 and the conferences and the trainings like they implied and they were like saying this stuff and I was like well I want to be like them I want to make it to the top I want to do all this stuff so like I guess I'm gonna do this I guess I'm gonna like follow them the path of success exactly success and I felt like that um when I started 
the, <laughs> when I started in the beginning of this business or when I was being groomed, we'll say my hair was blue. I had gauges. I was your classic elder emo, you know? Yes. Um, and I swear I to God, had, we're the same person. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Danielle squared. I love it. Um, yeah. And I had, uh, done a walk for cancer, uh, for those who, you know, want to know my mom had passed from stage four breast cancer Mm -hmm. and, uh, we had developed a relay for life team to raise money for it. And that year I said, if we raise five grand, I will shave my head live on Facebook. And we did. And I shaved my head. So I started this business with probably like two inches of hair, um, and still gauges and all that stuff. And as my hair, you know, grow, grew out and all that, like you said, you're not necessarily taught from your exact upline that you should look and be a certain way, but in Amway, you are taught to be a certain way through the audios, through the up, 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 up line, you know, about how you should look, how you should talk, how you should dress, all that stuff. So I took my gauges out. I stopped wearing eyeliner. I started looking like a preppy person. We'll just talk (laughs) very anti-emo. And I hid my tattoos. For those who can't see me, I have a half sleeve and several other tattoos on my body. And I was taught to hide them because it was not, you know, correct or whatever. We're going to go on a tangent story because I don't want to, my dog's going to awoo. I don't want to leave this out. Yeah. Um, Halfway between when I was launched and the pandemic started, Mm -hmm. I qualified to go to my upline double diamonds house. You think diamond is big? It's the, it's a couple steps above that. And they lived far away. It was a couple hours and I showed up at this huge mansion. Okay. And, you know, it was all, in my opinion, manipulation about how to bring us together. We did product training. You know, it felt amazing to be, you know, talking to your up, up, up line and that they believed in you. And, you know, you got to like have a barbecue and swim in their pool and, and, you know, uh, you know, like think that you're going to be like this someday type of thing. And I will never forget that this up, up, up line while we were leaving, we we're about to leave, you know, we were thanking them for everything. And, you know, we're going to work hard and all that stuff. And I'll never forget. He grabbed my arm, this arm. And he said, when did you get this? And I'm pointing at my bottom tattoo. That's at the end of my bicep. And I said, I've had it since, you know, X date. It was, it was, it was before that I, before I launched. And he said, I don't want you to get anything else until you go platinum. Oh my make God. That, make that your goal. Yeah. And I haven't got tattooed in three years. And next week will be the first time in three years that I get tattooed. Yeah. I was taught that you, someone who's tattooed, someone who has colored hair, someone who has gauges and wears a lot of dark makeup will never be successful. Oh, yep. Yep. Or identifies as whatever won't be successful. It was, it was a lot. That's so terrible. And like, it just was a lot like, okay, that was the biggest part of my mental health journey was yeah. I was stripping myself of who I was Yeah, like to the point where I looked in the mirror and I didn't know who I was and it like, was, it, it damaged my relationship with my boyfriend. We almost broke up because of it. I ended up in, in therapy at the, at the end of it. It was, it was a lot. I forgot who I was. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like 
And like people don't have to express themselves through having colored hair and tattoos and piercings and stuff like that, but it is a form of self-expression for me. And for yes. people that like it resonates with, like it's absolutely unfair to think that people that have colored hair or tattoos or piercings or whatever body modification that you have affects the way that they work or their ethics or morals or whatever, which is, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, And I hate it. Gendered or or however you want to call it. That was a big thing in, in our group specifically. So I'm a tomboy. I like to lift heavy things, roll around in the dirt, go hiking. I'm not preppy at all. And when I, when I was originally launched, everything was fine. I could be what I felt like was myself. Um, and you know, after being in it for a certain period of time, I wasn't allowed to talk to guys. I wasn't allowed to even be around a, because we were both single because we're not married, even regardless of whether we have a significant other. We're not allowed to be together. We could sit next to each other, but when other people were talking to other people, you know, in between sessions, I had to go talk to the women. And I'm like, what am I going to talk to them about? I want to talk about energy drinks, working out and picking things up and putting them down. Like, you know, that was my thing. Um, and, And I've always gotten along with, you know, guys better than girls. So I felt really awkward. And, uh, it was either that or don't talk to anybody. That was, that was the rule. If I was caught talking to somebody else, I would get not like aggressively talked to, but it would be like, don't, don't do that. You're a woman, an unmarried woman. And don't, what would your boyfriend think if you were talking to this guy? You know, Oh my God. And it was like, I'm just asking what they thought about this energy drink. I'm not like doing anything bad, you know? That was very uh, polarizing. So to try not to make this super, super long. So the pandemic hits. Oh, wait, before I got to before this. Yeah. Um, I had two dogs. Bless them. One of them was uh, really old. And she during this time had to develop health problems. And I was taking it really hard. Uh, she was my first dog. I'm going to try to get not to get emotional. <clears throat> first pet we grew up together. It was a lot. And I had to put her down. She had too many pending health problems. And it was probably the hardest thing that I'd ever done during that time while still being in business. And people were supportive and all that. Um, And uh, they talked about how okay it would be because it wasn't pressing on my wallet because she was pressing on my wallet. She was getting really expensive. And they were like, well, the good news is like, you won't, you won't have to pay this much a month for her. Now you can be paying this much a month for your products, basically. What? Mm -hmm. Not super upfront like that, but in hindsight, in my opinion, that's, that's what happened. I could now, yeah, not feel like I needed pushback because I was spending so much money on her. She ended up having like pancreas issues. Uh, she was on special food. She ended up with diabetes and insulin and stuff. And she couldn't maintain her insulin, which is why we had to put her down. Um, but it like the bill was like rising, like, you know, dramatically. And I had to pull back from buying products because I was trying to keep her alive, basically, or keep her enough alive, you know, whatever you want to call the end of her life, unfortunately. 
Um, but yeah, so they were not happy. They felt bad for me, but there was definitely an underlying underlining theme of, well, now you can go back to buying what you were buying before. So insensitive. Yes. There's a lot of insensitivity. Okay. So pandemic hits, they scramble because we're all in person. We're in person for everything. Uh, what is this zoom thing? You know, uh, how are we going to set up calls, all that stuff. So there was definitely a period of time, probably like a month where everything closed, including like Amway stuff. We'd still all talk through messenger or whatever. Um, and then they discovered zoom, zoom calls, online conferences that you still had to pay for, even though you were in your living room, it's $160 to sit in your living room and watch a conference stream. But anyway, um, yeah, and it started out as the normal amount of meetings, which would still be uh, two Fridays a week, you would do your product training. And then two days a week, you would have your meeting training. You, you know, mean board plan? Two weeks plan. a month. Not well, two. you'd be doing something every every week but it would be like friday is uh friday night hangout that's what they call it friday night hangout and then board plan and then friday night hangout and then board plan Uh and so on so it'd be like every other week there was another thing right uh two we would start doing team calls on saturdays that was three hours so now you have friday and saturday you're doing business stuff right and then it developed into meetings every other every wednesday and every other Friday. So now you're at three meetings sometimes during the week. Uh, and then we started doing, um, like what everybody else would call power hours, which I didn't know anybody else did power hours. And so I started listening to anti-emblem stuff. Then we start doing power hours on Thursday. So that was Thursday night, another hour, um, to the point where you're like, when am I going to do contacting? Like, where wow. is my time to do what they quote unquote called the business stuff? You weren't, you were right. in meetings, you right. were in meetings uh, at, at the highest point before I started like, quote, seeing the light. Um, we were having meetings like four times a week. Like I would be sitting so on a call. That's not counting like your mid conferences and then your big, like your, your, um, I don't know, your baby conferences versus your big ones. You count right. those too, which were whole weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, hours and hours and hours. It would start at eight. No, it would start at five and it would end at 11 or later PM. And then the next one would start at nine and go all the way until 11 PM. Like that's, <laughs> it was a lot. It was, it was a lot. It was overwhelming and I was getting burnt out. Yeah. During this time. Oh yeah. We can talk about the version of contacting for everybody that uses LinkedIn and somebody sends you a, Hey, how are you message run? (laughs) Because that's what we were taught to do before LinkedIn put their special firewall thingies up for people that do that. So pandemic hit and we went completely off the go to target and try to talk to people go to Target, go to Market Basket, go to Old Navy, you know, go to places that you would go to and try to talk to people and get their number. That's what we used to do, which I didn't talk about earlier. I feel like I should have, but yeah. So we transitioned to LinkedIn to Bumble Business and Bumble Friends, like everyone else would talk about. Right. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Messenger, you know, Meta, Messenger now. Um, and Again, there was very specific ways you had to talk to people where you, in my opinion, fake a friendship in order to get them into the business. Just like A did to me, but shorter. 
way shorter. Um, during this time too, we'll all backtrack a little bit because I'm sure you're probably wondering about the relationship between A and I. Mm, of course. Yeah, of course. Still um, yeah, well, there's not really that much tea that I want to <laughs> spill in regards to like all of it. But uh, the first set of months, so I launched in January, probably by August, you really pulled back as uh, what you would call the best friend. Mm. Okay. I'm talking like texting all day, every day, wanted to hang out, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, some conversations seem more like a relationship conversation, we'll just say, than a friendship conversation, which was very awkward during that time. Um, and at some point, I think it was during what, before, um, oh, what is that big conference called? Some people call it a uh, home reunion. We called it, or our dream night. We called it a... Uh, FTD or whatever. It's the big conference. It's a big conference where, where people go diamond and then they raise their hands to the Rocky song. And like, oh, it's, it's a lot. That's really, oh cool. my God. It's really yes. culty. If I have any videos of that, I will have to send it to you. Cause you're going to be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Um, after that time he pulled back, something happened and he pulled back to the point where, uh, he would, where the time we are now where pandemic just hits, he would talk to me a little bit, but it wasn't like every second of every day wanting to talk to me, Yeah, which is, which is fine. Whatever, you know, everybody's busy. He's going to school full-time. I'm working full-time now. I had graduated with my associates and not gone back to school because not because in my opinion, they told me to, but you know, if you're going to be successful, you really got to make enough income so you can spend money on products and sponsor people. Yeah. So I didn't go back for my bachelor's. Um, yeah. So he had pulled back a little bit. Fine. Um, that's where we are currently with that. So okay. more pandemic things happen. You know, we get people get nervous and scared about everything, which is totally valid. Um, you know, we're not going out. We're contacting via LinkedIn. Um, same stuff. You got to develop certain parts of the conversation and then you quote DTM, which is called drop the message, which is like, uh, if I can potentially um, introduce you to uh, my mentors, would you be open to that? That type of, if anybody ever gets that type of message, run for the hills. That's usually uh, BWW Amway signaling there yeah. um, to get you on a three-way call, to get you on a three-way call um to you know put you through quote the process um yeah so all that stuff's happening and it's probably what it's uh, uh probably february or march of how old's toshi is 2020 um my boyfriend and i are talking about you know adding another family member our other dog was taking it really hard um he didn't want another dog which i was like i want another dog okay we'll get a maybe we'll get a cat um, so I start researching and I find this amazing breeder and, um, we decide that we're getting a Bengal. And for those who don't know, Bengals are a little pricey. Um, and the reason why we didn't adopt, which not necessarily that I regret now, but we were worried about our dog, uh, having a large amount of prey drive against the cat or kitten you know because we're getting a kitten so we tried to pick a breed that supposedly was like good with pets good with other pets or other dogs that's why we yeah. went the bengal so you know i put the money down and i'm super excited and i can't wait to tell a and his family and we're having our little you know just three four-way call meeting and i tell them and they are not happy 
because I spent money without talking to them. And they weren't like openly angry, but you could see that they weren't happy. So they were like, oh, wow, like, congrats. Like, what are you going to name it? Like, is it a boy or a girl? When are you getting it? How much did it cost? How much money did you just put down? Can you get your money back if you don't want it? Like, what's the deal with that? You know, and I, and I told them and they were like, okay, well, like next time you make a really big life decision, please consult with us because we would, you know, we're old, basically like we're older than you. We've gone through life more than you. And, um, we would really be able to help you better with that, that maybe that might not have been the right decision based on how much money you make right now versus, you know, how much money you need to be spending on products, in my opinion. Wow. And uh, (laughs) we talked about this a little bit offline. And the thing that I had said was, um, and like, what other job would you have to consult, like to get an animal? And the only thing I could come up with was like a live-in nanny, which like totally makes sense. Um, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me like whatsoever it just doesn't make any sense so I, yeah. that was uh in regards to leaving MLM that was my first big red flag was like okay well like I'm gonna do what I want this cat right like, you know how it is when you're trying to adopt a pet you're like I need it it's great right. I'm yeah. so excited like I'm counting down the days and I'm that type of uh I have ADHD dyslexia uh OCD um, a little bit. <laughs> so when I, when I got, you know, I put down the down payment, I'm like, okay, I need, uh, the perfect cat tree. Um, I need to read all of the books about cats. I've never had a cat before. I need to watch all the Jackson galaxy stuff. I need to, you know, just make sure you have everything. I'm overly prepared. That's how I am for everything. Right. So I'm like talking to them about that. And they're like, well, when are you going to have time for, you know, make sure you're still doing your business stuff. Like don't get you know, you need to be listening. You need to be core. You need to be listening to one audio a day. You need to be reading 10 pages a day. You need to be contacting this many people a day. It's the same as it is for every other MLM now that right. I know that. Um, yeah. So they were not happy with me. Like, like on the outside, they looked fine on the yeah. inside. They were definitely not. happy. So right. that happens, which is like the first step. The second, um, The second step was the, uh, in regards to the online training, I started noticing uh, repetition Mm -hmm. more than you would notice in person. Like I would be on a call and it would be like the same five subjects. It's like, why am I sitting on a call listening to this, listening to talking about BP1 and um, how to tell people that it's not a scam, how to, um, what do we call it? combating uh, objections versus rejections, that kind of stuff. Um, different products that are coming out and training on that. And it just seemed like super repetitive. And it was to the point where like, I was on this call, like like contacting because I didn't have any other time to contact and listening to the same stuff over and over again. So that was a red flag. Um, then, <laughs> which we talked about a little bit off camera too, or off podcast um, was there was a training um, where there was this like upcoming person. It was a girl. She was single. She was making it, you know, which is a big deal, you know, because normally like Amway is couples. Um, And she talked about 
talked about Zoom etiquette, which is a big deal. Uh, and then she started talking about like her journey. So in regards to like Zoom etiquette, she was talking about like, if you wanna be successful, you need these things. Never not wear makeup, never not have your hair done or in a ponytail. Um, make sure you're making, and I'm now making eye contact with you in the camera. Make sure you're always looking into the camera or looking down here. I don't want you talking to other people. I don't want you watching something over here while the Zoom calls on. It's much different than other people's Zoom calls. You have to be well-dressed always from the, from what you can see. You know, there can be nothing behind you. I'm pointing behind me now for those who can't see me. Um, yeah, that there can be no distractions behind you. Um, and then, yeah, you have to wear makeup all the time. I can't remember if I said that. Mm. Um, because you're supposed to be a product of the product of <laughs> like we all talk about yes yeah, so you have to have your artistry makeup on and not just any makeup you need foundation you need something on your lips you need something on your eyebrows you know you need to be wearing mascara you need to be wearing whatever eyeshadow is the new eyeshadow um, all that stuff and I'm not somebody that wears foundation so I'm over here trying to figure out this foundation thing you know because I'm a tomboy I'm like eyeliner and mascara and dark eyeshadow done <laughs> like that's it like what is this foundation stuff like I had never used it before so uh yeah so there was that the big thing that she talked about that was very triggering to people who don't have money or um or uh, I don't know just like have a hard time with that kind of stuff was she's she's talking about how uh a lot about you know um stuff that had to do with unemployment stuff that had to do with um how we got our stimulus checks and what to do with them how if you didn't have a good computer or access to internet that like you're never going to be successful in this business and like very like privileged um i was getting i don't remember it specifically because honestly i try to block that part of this out um but it was to the point where i uh I had texted A and I had texted A's mom and I was like, are you fucking kidding me with what she's talking about? I was just like, you can't say that. Yeah. You can't say that, you know, you need to be married in order to be successful in this business. Then that she was going to be marrying the person above her and all this stuff. We know that now. We didn't know that during that time, but she was yeah. trying to say that you need somebody, you need to be uh, a pair of some sort, like all that stuff, or that you, um, she talked about how in the beginning her hair was red and, you know, she was drinking alcohol because like a big thing is like, you can't do drugs in Amway. You can't, you can't smoke weed. You can't drink. You can't do any of that kind of stuff. You can't talk about it. And she was like that kind of person. And she was like talking about what her life was before, before her life was now. And she was like, and my hair was red and it was just like so bad. And like, now my hair looks more natural. And like, I've been able to talk to more people because my hair is natural. And I was like, what does your hair color have anything to do with? Like, if you want to be more personable, I feel like your hair should be colored. Like it shouldn't be like completely, I don't know. I feel like in, at least in the area that I live, like I don't know if you have virgin hair it's almost like we not weird but I don't know yeah like, I feel like you'd be more personable if you're you know do whatever with your hair or whatever and that defined you know she wasn't letting that stuff define who she was and it, and I was like are you kidding me like I'm getting off of the zoom call or whatever like I 
whatever she said, I just couldn't handle it. And um, I didn't even mention I had sponsored one one person and he said the same thing. He texted me. He's like, can you believe what she said? And I was like, nah, I'm, I'm hopping off this call right now. And I, I texted them and the, um, the mom called me and was like, maybe this is something that like you need to hear. <gasps> and I stayed on the call and I put my camera off and I, I forgot to mention this part, but um, the reason why nobody gets into Amway Zoom calls is because they are monitored. There is an admin. Like you, you have to have a special password, all that stuff. Your camera has to be on the whole time. If you take your camera off, they'll kick you. Like really it's very yeah if you're not paying attention they'll kick you like yeah it's it's a big deal so I turned my camera off and she was like if you don't turn your camera on they're gonna kick you like put on a happy face basically and take it with a grain of salt but maybe this is something that you need to hear and that was a big flag yeah big flag so uh after that happened March I you know you're usually having a hard time when you make a dramatic hair change so I got my hair blonde <laughs> I went blonde without permission. I went blonde without permission, and that was a big deal. And same thing. Uh, this was specifically, I talked to A about how I was excited about dyeing my hair or whatever, and he said the same thing. He's like, just why? Like, your hair is fine the way it is. My hair was natural. I hate my natural hair color. It's just, a, just I don't know. It's a thing. I would rather be, you know, colorful or whatever. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, I've never been blonde before. It's like really exciting, like blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, just make sure you don't do anything that would make you unrelatable. So same thing about talking about that. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. I'm still going to do it anyway. But like, you can be mad at me. Like, that's fine. I had already started to like pull away. So that happened. And so many people like, oh my God, your hair look like other people on the cross lines. Like, oh my God, your hair looks so cute. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, like, whatever. Um, and I get Toshi. Toshi is the, is the cat that I got. We can talk about that stuff later. The light of my life besides Nuki, our Husky. Um, and I was so excited about having a Bengal and I, and I done a lot of research about having an adventure cat and doing training with that. And, uh, working with animals is very rewarding to me. So I started to uh, relieve the burnout of business by spending more time with my pets. Right. So hiking and, and teaching Toshi about harness training and clicker training and that kind of stuff. I was just like, oh my God, I have this really intelligent cat and he's so lovey and wants to do everything with me. Um, and I started spending like what they would probably think is too much time. And I started, you know, he's got his own like a little Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And I started, you know, getting into the pet community, uh, Instagram community specifically. And I was having a really good time with that. And um, during that time, I was feeling like I was spending too much time in front of the computer. You know, I just wanted to be outdoors doing stuff, having, having fun, you know, having Toshi experience the world and like that kind of stuff. Um, So I started to pull away a bit. And we had a conference, online conference that you could pay the money for just to me to sit here and watch it. It's just stupid. But um, we had, oh, my boyfriend had said something about having people over. And I was like, I have this conference. I got to sit here, you know, or whatever. And he's like, do you though? Like, can't you just listen to it on your phone while, you know, people are here or whatever. And I did do that. And it got to the point where it was like during that weekend, it was three, it was a three day where I was like, I know I paid for this, but like, I don't really want to be here. You know, I don't want to be talking to my group, you know, at this point, my, the one person that I had sponsored had left, you know, he had had his own stuff going on. 
Um, he pursued his mental health journey, which if he ever listens to this, you know, very proud of you and everything that you've gone through. Um, and, you know, it, it took a toll on him and he had to, you know, pursue, pursue that or whatever. So, you know, it was just me and I logged off, I logged off and I enjoyed for the first time ha- having, you know, people over and being present and all that. Yeah. Um, this wasn't really our specific conference. It was like, remember how I said there were two, it was the other side's conference. Cause mm-hmm. it was that point that you were attending both because, you know, you wanted to spend all your money basically. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, you know, you, but yeah, you had to be learning all the things. Cause what if they talked about something that, you know, you didn't talk about or whatever. Um, so yeah. So, um, fast forward to the next conference, you know, my boyfriend, it's like really close together. Those two, um, probably like a a couple of weeks after that, I was like, I don't want to go to this thing. I don't, I don't want to pay money for it. I don't want to attend. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I had been seeing the light basically. And my boyfriend, like, thank God he was very supportive, but not like, I'm going to do this with you or, um, or I, you know, I'll buy the products, like all that kind of stuff. He's very passive about it. He was just trying to let me do my own thing. He definitely knew that it wasn't great, but he was just, you know, along for the ride. And he started to express like, well, maybe this isn't good for you. Like me, like you've been enjoying so much time with Toshi and Nuki and, you know, like maybe you don't have to be on this. Like it would be fine. So I didn't go to the conference. I didn't, I wasn't, didn't log on for any of it. Um, there was some conversation back and forth in the chat, but it wasn't really like, why aren't you here? Blah, blah, blah. Like nobody had really seen that I hadn't been on until we had another call and everyone was supposed to talk about, and I guess I should have talked about this earlier. Um, There's a lot of in Amway, like proof that you learned something or proof that you're listening. So in all of these meetings that we've ever had, you better be taking notes because you're going to be called on and you better have some kind of answer about what you, what, who said what, and that you really liked that or whatever. I don't know if it's like that in any other MLMs, but Um, It got to me and I just said, you know, a lot of people had said what I had already liked about the conference and I don't really have anything else to share. And it was like awkward um, about not attending and nobody noticed. And I was like, oh my God, like, are they going to be like super mad at me or whatever? Nothing happened. It wasn't, they didn't even notice that I didn't attend or anything. So that was, that was okay. Um, Yeah. And I had just started to like pull away at this point. I was so burnt out that, you know, and I hadn't gone to that conference and I wasn't really doing contacting anymore because in my like opinion of doing the LinkedIn stuff, like you get so close and I would just get this, uh, I don't know if it's like cognitive dissonance or whatever, but I would get this feeling like, I really like this person. You know, I'm having a good conversation with this person. Do they really need what I'm trying? Like, I haven't even transitioned to your drop the message. Like, you know, I don't think they really need what I'm trying to potentially offer to them. Like there was a lot of like, I felt guilt, right? That, that this conversation isn't real and that I just want to put them in my business to help them, but really to make money off of them. And I started to realize that. So I had pulled away from contacting and, um, I had, we're going to the real emotional part of this. Um, and I had texted a, at this point in our friendship, relationship, whatever you want to call it, um, he had only contacted me when he needed something. Needed me to put an extra order in. 
needed me to uh, talk next Friday on energy drinks and why, you know, B12 is really important for XYZ or blah, blah, blah. Um, only for that and for nothing else. Not how's your day, not do you want to hang out soon, all that stuff. I had to push for those things that I wanted because right. he, was, he was my only friend other than one other person at this time, like he was the only person that I really talked to. And I, I was feeling the resistance of friendship. And that's really hard. Like when you don't have anybody else to talk to and you don't, that gets you at this point, you know, cause my boyfriend doesn't know enough about the business to right. understand what the hardships are or whatever of it. And, and yeah, so I had contacted him and I said that, you know, I'm thinking of taking a break from trying to, um, you know, add legs to my group or sponsor people. And I want to concentrate on what I'm good at, which was selling the product. I actually did a, did better than most of the people in the group was selling product. I was good at selling, you know, the workout stuff. It's what I loved. Yeah. Um, I thought that they worked good at the time for me. I've now found that there's stuff that's way better, <laughs> but at the time, you know, yeah, you get, get some real energy drinks and not this other stuff. Um, you know, and I talked about how I want to pursue that and I want to make money off that. And we had a meeting, A and his parents and I, and I talked about, you know, what's the plan then if I'm not, uh, how much PV do I need to make X amount of money? And, excuse me, and there was a lot of resistance to that because they were like, well, how much money do you want to make? And I was like, enough. And they're like, well, what's enough for you? And I was like, well, you know, I spend at this time $600. I had pulled back to 600 because I was really trying to, um, you know, have the rule of 70% of my sales are, are real and not fake, which we'll talk about that at the end. Maybe right. don't let me forget because yeah. there's a whole thing with that. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Hold okay. on. Um, yeah, so um I just lost my train of thought. Um 70% of your sales are real versus supposedly. Fake. Yeah. Supposedly. Yeah. So I said I at least wanted to break even. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, what what is breaking even? And they said that in order to break even at five hundred dollars, you know, get my five hundred dollars back so that there's no debt, so that we're at zero, I would have to be fifteen hundred. PV. Wow. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. B BV. Multiply that by three. That's what? 4,500 in sales. That's so much. Yeah. So I was like, uh, oh my God, like that's ridiculous. Like I'll never be able to make that. So again, I, I talked back with my boyfriend about what was going on. And he's like, you like, what are you going to, how that's going to take forever. Like, what are you going to do with that? And I was like, there's no way I can do that. Like, am I really going to wait another six months to break even? Yeah, I'm not. There's no way. So right. I'm, I'm quitting. That's it. I can't do it anymore. So I, being the nice person, I was going to break it to A easily. Um, and because I live far from them, I live an hour. Um, I had had to go down there anyway for, um, that was what, last year's Relay for Life. I'm like the team captain. Mm -hmm. um, and then there could only be so many people. So I had to go. So I figured I would drive down there. Uh, we would, him and I would meet somewhere to hang out and talk and I'd break the news to him. 
you know, and then I would go have the rest of my emotional day of, you know, uh, walking for cancer and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, I tell him like, Oh, like, let's meet up. Like I want to catch up. You know, I wasn't going to tell him like, you know, whatever was happening. I get there, we're talking about whatever. And I break the news to him and I'm like, you know, I'm thinking that, you know, I want to pursue something else and I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And he was basically like, you know, like, what do you mean? Like, you mean a lot to our family and this company, you know, and our group or whatever. Um, and I was like, I didn't want to be like, it's a, it's a scam in my opinion. Yeah. But I had been like watching so much, you know, I had gained the anti-MLM, <laughs> I don't know, brain at this point. And I was watching Cece and Hannah and, and, uh, and Isabella and everybody. Um, and, you know, searching for Amway stuff, not really finding a lot of Amway stuff, but I was searching for anything I saw. What was it? Illuminati. I love her too. She's great. Or, or they, I'm not sure. Um, but, but I, I like them too. Um, and I was trying to explain to him, like, it's, it's not real. We're never going to make it there. Like your parents have been rubies for almost 20 years. Like you're not, uh, he didn't take it well on the, he was a little resistance. He was still kind. And I started to get uh, emotional about it. And he was like, Oh, like, what did you think that I wasn't going to be friends with you if you weren't in the business? And I, you know, emotionally, yeah, that's what I, that's what I think is going to happen. That's what, that's what every video that I've ever watched was going to, was what was going to happen. You're going to block me and you're never going to talk to me again. You know, yeah. and that's going to be it. I'm going to be cut off. I'm going to be cut off from all my cross lines. I'm going to be cut off from your parents, everything. And, you know, he expressed it like, you know, uh, just because you're not going to be in the business doesn't mean that I don't want you to be successful. And I was felt relieved about it. And I, and, you know, we finished up our conversation and our, our, our boba tea session. And uh, I went off to my, uh, you know, being a part of that event and, um, you know, getting to speak a little bit there about, you know, like the cancer journey with my mom and stuff. And um, I got home, everything was fine. The weekend was fine. Uh, Monday, I went back to work and, you know, scrolling Instagram during break. And I noticed that, A's Instagram wasn't there and I noticed A's Facebook wasn't there and I noticed A's parents Instagram and Facebook wasn't there and I texted him and the message that sent out was green and he has an iPhone and I realized he fucking lied to me yeah and he's gone and I've been blocked. And that was the end of that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's what happened. And that's basically my journey. There's some other stuff like recently about the thing that we talked uh, off podcast where uh, his mom had used my dad's information and potentially using his credit card to uh, take items off of her inventory allegedly allegedly, supposedly um it might have been some kind of mishap but she did use his contact information you know maybe not his card but it did flag because yeah it's all it's all attached to that he did delete his account for everyone that needs to know um yeah allegedly supposedly you know all that stuff um yeah that was uh, it was a lot um i i did end up in in therapy over it um 
I, I very much believe in, in pursuing your mental health journey. Um, it's very important. Yeah. And yeah, and it's been a year since all of this happened. And um, yeah, it's, that's, <laughs> what do you think of that? <laughs> Just big sigh. Like, I mean, I had like a lot of hope there at the end that like he was gonna. It really got to me when he was like, what did you think that I was gonna not talk to you ever right. again? right yeah blocked me he did unblock me later uh, like we said and and he did try to have a conversation with me and I politely said well are you still in Amway and he said yes and then I I kind of just the conversation just kind of died because I wanted nothing to do with that right I did get unblocked eventually but I was blocked for like more than six months wow yeah 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 I mean it's just so damaging like the way that people interact with people in these things and like in uh, I, I kind of get it like when you're in it's like you can only really relate to people who are in but like I think that they just don't there's so much cognitive dissonance they don't want to see your life outside of the cult in my yeah. opinion yeah just so much stuff about stripping me of like who I was yeah what I wanted to be and if it wasn't for like I don't want to say the person's name but but if it wasn't for a very specific person who I got close with during this time if it wasn't for that person like I feel like I would still be in there because they showed me like what are you doing like why don't you you do this is pre-pandemic you want to go to concerts you want to like do stuff like you don't do stuff anymore you know like I wasn't yeah. able to do any of that because you were spending money on things that weren't important, right. weren't important, quote unquote, you know, not living your life. I spent three years of my twenties, basically three, like not existing. Like I could have had like the amount of debt that I was in when I left. Like I could have, I could have maybe depending on the market, I could have had a house by now, you know, mm-hmm. and, and behind now because of all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And like our, like market society whatever is already so like financially stressed that like especially in our state (laughs) yeah uh it's like so hard to move forward quote unquote on like the timeline of what we're supposed to do or like what you want to do depending on who you are you know like it just it's just ridiculous because these companies are robbing people like of their lives of of their lives of their time of their money of their free will like it's just absolutely it's wild I I look at pictures and videos of myself I just get really sad because like I might have been really happy on the outside but I was really sad on the inside yeah and it was a lot yeah well, thank you so much for sharing all of that. That was <laughs> You're so welcome. much. I'm going to get all emotional here at the end. Yeah. Um, so do you have anything else that you want to touch on before I ask you my final question? Yeah, I do. So I have my own real business now. We can talk <gasps> yes! about it just for a second. Yeah, I, so love I finally that. pursued the creative you know, outlet that I always wanted in the beginning that I should have pursued instead of, you know, hopping on the Amway train. Um, so we'll, we can just talk about my handles, I guess. So I started a, uh, a knitting and crochet business. So I make, uh, crochet cat beds and mat inserts. I am lazy little leopard 
on Instagram, on Facebook, and our website. It's inspired by Toshi. Everything's inspired by Toshi. Um, and, and yeah, and it's been great. I made more money in my pre-sale and first week than I have ever made on an Amway paycheck. So, which is amazing. That was like, like I was showing my boyfriend the paycheck. I'm like, look at this. It's all mine. Look at this. And like, honestly, I'm looking at the Instagram right now. And like, it just, your stuff looks such good quality. Like it looks so soft and it looks so like well-made. A little so, like, love I goes into all of it. <laughs> encourage everyone to check it out because if, if my dog literally didn't eat everything that was nice, then it's okay. It happens. Cats are the, some cats are the same. Yeah, some cats are the same way too. Um, for people who are obsessed with cats, I'm gonna plug Toshi because he's like a little, yeah. little insta famous kitty. Um, he's Bengal Cat Toshi 14, and there's underscores in each of them. If you're into like clicker training, uh, harness training, outdoor cat stuff, uh, dog cat interaction, um, that account's really my pride and joy. I didn't think that we would hit 15k, but we have, and um, yeah, and making a being a pet influencer and making real passive income is like very surreal. Like I make yeah. more money again with Toshi's account than I've ever made with Amway. It was like, what were we doing? Yeah. It's like, what, what are we doing? Yeah. I'm like I could that, literally make yeah. $10 and be like, I've made more money here. than <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Yeah. That's all uh, I got. Um, so then what is your anti MLM? Why? Oh boy. <laughs> um, I guess my why specifically, well, to be on here was to just tell my BWW specific story because I feel like it was very different than, you know, other MLMs. It's, it's a lot different and we didn't touch on everything, which is totally okay. Um, but yeah, my anti MLM why is to save people that are like me Yeah, that are, you know, uh, they want to do something else. They're not sure what to do. Maybe they're having a hard time finding a community. Um, and just, just don't, don't get into these things. It's if you want to pursue something and it might be scary, do it anyway. Because if I started my own Etsy or Shopify or whatever, four years ago, like I, I would probably be way better off than I am now. And it seemed scary. And this other thing seemed, you know, better. It seemed like, you know, they did all the marketing and stuff already. I just had to sell the products. And, you know, the over, they always talk about how the overhead, there's so much overhead in starting a business. And it was like less than a grant to start my business. Yeah. And I've already, I'm already in the green. Like it, it's a lie. What they tell you, in my opinion, it's a lie. Right. You can do it if you want to. So don't think that you can't start something on your own because you can. Absolutely. I know that. Yeah. Well, Thank you so much. This was fantastic. And um, I hope that everyone has a fab, fabtastic. Yep. A fabtastic right. we're, day. We're going to go with it. <laughs> fabtastic weekend. 